Hello and welcome to the Fish on Ted podcast, where we talk about the business of hunting and fishing. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening today. We're recording this particular podcast at the end of August in 2019. So it's right at the end of a lot of fishing seasons and getting into the fall fishing season. And today we have Daryl Taylor. Now Daryl has been a fishing guide on Lake Conroe, Texas. Gosh, for like 30 years, something like that. And what an interesting guy. I'm excited to uh, chat with him and I'm sure you're gonna um, enjoy this interview. But without further ado, uh, Daryl, are you there? Yes, how you doing, Ted? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. How are you? Oh, doing way better than I deserve. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, well, I understand you've got a little heat wave in your part of the world right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a little cooler today. It's going to be 99 today. It was 100 yesterday. <laughs> so that's an improvement. <laughs> well, I guess it's headed in the right direction. But I, I would imagine yeah. you'll be... You'll be You'll be uh, as sweating your shirt just as quickly as yesterday, but uh, well, well, yeah. good, well, good. Well, hey, Daryl, I, I just appreciate the chance to talk with you. Uh, you and I have gotten to know each other over the last couple months, and it's been a lot of fun. You've got a lot of really interesting background and, and, and a lot of crazy stories. And, um, you know, one of the things that I ask uh, guests on the podcast, you know, is where they, where they caught that fishing bug. And, you know, it, it, if you can give the audience just a little idea of, you know, where you, you, be, you know, became, began your obsession with fishing. And uh, if there was in a person, you know, that you grew up with in particular that sort of influenced that. Uh, yeah, uh, my dad uh, used to take me fishing on Lake uh, Houston. Okay. Uh, back when I was a, when I was a kid, and uh, uh, and then uh, gosh, uh, he made a catfish bait, and uh, I still make it. But uh, I'm 71 now, and I was like I say, I was a kid back then. So, uh, but uh, I still make that bait and still use it today. Yeah. Now, how old were and, you when uh, you remember catching your first fish? Uh, gosh, I guess probably eight or nine years old. Uh, uh -huh. I remember uh, the, the most uh, notorious thing that I remember uh, was we were on Lake uh, Houston one time fishing off of the bank this time, and uh, yeah, we caught caught a uh, caught an alligator gar. Oh, you did? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Not, it wasn't an alligator gar. It looked like an alligator gar. They called it a drenel. Okay. Are you familiar with that? It's called I'm a not. drenel. It looks yeah, like. Yeah, what is that? It, it, I guess it might be a, a, a some form of an alligator gar. It's got teeth. You know, it. it uh, that's why I can't hardly tell the difference. You know, but I know alligator gar get great big, but this was a a smaller one. But it, it was called a drenel. And man, I saw those teeth, and I thought, "Good Lord, I don't want to go swimming in here." But uh, yeah, no but kidding. We used to catch a lot of catfish, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we we had a lot of fun on Lake Conroe, and then and then my dad bought a an aluminum boat, and we used to we started go out and going out in the boat then, and uh -huh. uh, really catching 
a lot more catfish. Oh, but, I'll be darned. Uh, now you said that was up Lake, Lake Houston. Yeah, Lake Houston. Yeah. Uh huh. And, and and I'm assuming that Lake Houston is somewhere around Houston, Texas. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's off to the east. I think it's the east of Houston, and we're we're north now up here on Lake Conroe. Ah, so, yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's it's east of east of Houston. I'll be darned. Mm -hmm. Well, that's pretty cool, man. That uh, your dad got you into the business that became a passion. Uh, that became a passion that became a business eventually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. No, that's I got true. away from it for a few years, you know, but uh, I, I finally got back into it. <laughs> well, I remember you telling me the story about that. I was just about ready to bring that up. But, uh, tell us a little about your diversion and, and what you did for those few years before you got back into fishing. Well, uh, I was uh, I was always a musician. And, uh -huh. uh, uh, all I wanted to do... Uh, you know, from the time I was, uh, I guess, around 17, 18 years old, all I wanted to do was play music. I'd get a job. I'd get a good job, a good paying job. And uh, and uh, the, I'd have to quit playing music because, you know, you play music at night and you had to sleep at night to work during the day. Right. And I'd always wind up quitting a job. That's why I never retired from anywhere. Uh, oh, no kidding. But... but yeah, I'd always, uh, I'd always wind up quitting my job and going back and playing music and and uh, not making near the money, but I had more fun than the average bear. I'll and, bet uh, you did. Yeah. I yeah. Did, now what I did what, what I wanted what, to do? Yeah. What what instrument do you play, Daryl? Well, piano was my main instrument, but I played you know several instruments. My dad uh, taught me how to play the guitar when I was like eight years old. I started playing. Uh, guitar and uh, uh and then when i was 12 years old uh they they bought me a piano yeah uh, for a hundred dollars had to pay it out by the month oh and, really uh, oh no kidding <laughs> yeah that was way back in but uh they paid it out bought it from markham piano company on i-45 in houston <laughs> and uh, uh paid it paid it out by the month and and uh gave me in it gave me uh piano lessons uh, yeah from a an indian off of the livingston uh indian reservation here here in livingston oh no and, kidding uh, yeah i took lessons for a year and one once a week and uh at the end of that year he quit me he told oh, my yeah. folks he said i'm not yeah he said i'm not going to take y'all's money anymore he said uh, he's going to play piano, but he's never going to read music because uh, he said he's got too much of an ear for music. Yeah, yeah. Because what would happen he, at the end of my, at the beginning of my lesson, I would play the song that that, that we found at the end of the lesson, uh, the prior lesson. Yeah. Uh, a song that I'd never heard before. And then he would sit there and read the notes and, and play the song for me. And he would leave. And then when he came back the next time, and I would, that first thing I did was play that song for him where I'd been practicing it all week. Oh, well, my. He no more got, he no more got in his car to leave. And I was sitting there playing it with a book closed because I'd heard <laughs> him play it. Oh, that's you know, amazing, so, man. Yeah. And, 
So anyway, he he quit me. He didn't want to take their money anymore. But uh, so that's well, how I you, started. Yeah. That. And you got pretty serious. You went to Nashville, didn't you, for a while? Yeah, yeah. I moved to Nashville uh, in the mid '70s and uh, stayed three years. Uh-huh. And uh, I was I went for the big time, you know. And yeah, uh, I was made a lot of false promises and that, I mean, that's the norm for Nashville, you know, you and, sure? yeah. and, uh, uh, I, I just got tired of hearing all that, you know, uh, the, the music business, uh, is, is basically either you're a songwriter and you know, somebody to get your songs, uh, pub, you know, not published, but, but, uh, uh, you know, out to the, uh, to the current artists to record right. where you, where you make money off of them. Right. Uh, either, either that or, or, uh, it's how much money you got or who, you know, you know, as an yeah. artist. Uh, yeah. And they, they say that they got a guy in Conway Tweedy's office one time told me, he said, uh, you know, uh, Nashville is not looking for singers. He said, you're a heck of a singer. But uh-huh. Nashville's not looking for singers; they're looking for songwriters. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. So oh, anyway, and then so I don't know. I just uh, I got a part in Coal Miner's Daughter, uh-huh. and uh, wound up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> really? And, uh, yeah, because they didn't need Slick Cowboy Number Two; they just used. They just used Slick Cowboy Number Two as a backup for Slick Cowboy Number One. Uh, oh, and, really? And they, oh, wow. yeah, and they didn't tell me that, you know, when yeah. they when I, before I cut my hair and cut my beard off of the movie, oh. you know. Oh wow! And, uh, really? Oh yeah. no! And uh, yeah, wife and I went to the to the premiere and and uh, we we sat right in front of uh, Loretta and Mooney. Yeah. And uh, watch watch the premiere of Coal Miner's Daughter. And uh-huh. at the end of it, my wife said, well, I didn't see you. I said, I didn't see me either. So the credits <laughs> oh, started no. rolling down. And I said, look at the credits. And the yeah. credits rolled down. She said, I didn't see you. And I said, I didn't see me either. Oh, so my. come to find out that uh, they, they had a slick cowboy number one, a slick cowboy number two. Yeah. When they shot the movie, but the Slick Cowboy number two was in case they didn't use Slick Cowboy number one, and they did. So oh wow! I ran up on the cutting room floor and I said, "Shoot, let's let's go home." You know, oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not supposed to be here. So uh, we came back and uh, and I said, "Well, I'm gonna fish the rest of my life, and that's all I'm gonna do." You know, and there you go. So that's what I started doing. I started fishing. And I've been fishing ever since, and that was. Uh, well, that was like a latter part of 79, first part of 80. Yeah. So I'm in my 39th year. Wow. So about now, did, you go, my did you go directly to, to Lake Conroe where you're fishing now? Or did you start on another Yeah. Lake? Did you? No, Lake Conroe the whole time. Yeah. Wow. Now, now why, why did you pick Lake Conroe at that time? Well, we just wanted to move out in the country somewhere. And, uh-huh. Uh, uh, we moved up up here in Montgomery on a uh, in a little subdivision out in the country that was called Lake Mount Pleasant, and uh, yeah. it had a it had a, a I think it was a 22 acre lake, uh, 
and we we rented a double wide mobile home there, and mm-hmm. uh, and then we just lived up in it. That's in the Lake Conroe area, so we just we just uh, I've been in the area ever since. Oh no, kidding! And, uh, no kidding. Yeah. Well, now now tell us a little about Lake Conroe. That I know in in our talks that it has uh, multiple species of fish in it, um, but your focus is really on catfish. Yeah, I used to fish for everything, but all I care about in the last several years, all I care about fishing for anymore is catfish. Uh huh. I just uh-huh. enjoy that more than anything. Yeah, and yeah. and Lake Conroe, you were saying is a, is a very clean lake, right? Very, very clean lake. It don't mm-hmm. have all the the uh, chemicals and and all that uh, from from upriver. Uh, yeah, being poured into it and all like a lot of the lakes do. You know, Lake Livingston and Lake Houston, they they've got more industrial uh, things places around them and and uh, all kind of uh, chemicals and stuff going into them, and they they put mm-hmm. up. They they put up uh, notices, you know, don't eat the fish every once in a while, or or don't eat over so many fish. Uh, oh, really? Or don't eat fish if you're pregnant out of it, or and stuff like that, you know. And wow, uh, shoot, Lake Conroe don't have all that. It's just a very clean lake. Now, very now clean. when uh, when when, uh, when when you talk about a clean lake, I mean the 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 uh, when when I think of fishing catfish from where, I, where I'm from. You know, we fish kind of in, in many areas, very kind of brackish type water, but this is real uh, uh, low sediment in Lake Conroe and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, there's no salt anywhere near Lake Conroe. It's all uh, it's all fresh water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be darned. And, and, uh, and yeah. yeah, how big is Lake Conroe? It's twenty two thousand acres. Holy smokes, a big lake, man. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. I'll be darn happy. And it's 20, mi- 20 miles long and six miles wide. 20 miles long and six miles. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's that, that, the, the lake is the size of the territory of Guam. That is the, about the dimensions of, of, of Guam. <laughs> wow. Isn't that wild? Huh. Yeah. Isn't that why I, I lived for a couple, uh, a couple months on Guam. So I got to know the island pretty well. But anyway, yeah, that's a big huh. lake. Holy smokes! Is is there much pressure on the lake? Do you, are there a lot of guides and other fishermen and that sort of thing? Well, I was the seventh guide on Lake Conroe that you I were? knew okay. of uh-huh. uh, when, when I started in in eighty, actually. Yeah. And uh, now now there's about forty. Oh wow! Really? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I really watched it grow, and then there used to be a lot of a lot of woods and stuff around Conroe. Well, it's all houses now. You can't hardly buy a, an empty lot on Lake Conroe. And it, 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 you were telling me it's sort of a resort destination now, right? Well, yeah, a lot of people. I, I think most people on the that have waterfront houses on the lake, or, or a big majority of them, are, are weekend places, just weekend uh-huh. resorts. Yeah. 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 I'll be, one, I'll be one place called one place called Bentwater. It's the most exclusive uh uh subdivision on Lake Conroe and uh you got celebrities there, you know, like uh Dan 
Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor, has got a house in there, a weekend house in there, and uh, the baseball uh, pitcher. Yeah. Uh, trying to think of his name. Uh, they call him the Rocket. Oh, the Rocket. Uh, I know it. I his name, uh, <laughs> I got it right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, he got two houses. He got two houses in there. Really? And, uh, and and then the uh, uh, basketball player Kalaja one. I think he got like yeah. a three million dollar house in there. That's one of the smaller ones. Really? And, uh, no kidding. No, it's most. Yeah. Wow. Farrell Fawcett used to have a house in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but uh, oh, and Mrs. Baird's Bread Company, which is a very popular uh, bread company here, uh, yeah. they've got a $12 million weekend pad there. Oh, it's a little Lord. weekend getaway, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, yeah. Jeez. now, how far away are you yeah. from Houston? I'm just curious. Uh actually the lake's about 30 35 miles okay it's not that i mean it's just a less than an hour from houston then huh yeah oh yeah uh-huh yeah i'll be darn yeah it don't take that long yeah so, so you you fish um yeah you fish on a very special boat do you not you had a, a boat customized to uh uh the fish the lake well i've got a 26 foot pontoon boat it's okay. uh, 26 feet long and eight feet wide. And when I ordered it brand new, I ordered it without any seats on it. I didn't want those wraparound party seats and all that because I was going to use it for a fishing boat. Right, and, right. Uh, uh, so I, I bought it with no seats on it, and I put eight pedestal swivel seats on it. Oh, wow, and, really? Uh, yeah, very comfortable padded seat. Uh-huh. And uh so yeah, we're we're rigged out to be comfortable when we're fishing, no doubt. Oh, that's great. That that, that I think Got I compared it. for you the other day in in uh Oregon and Washington, they uh the guides have a lot of big sled boats and that sort of thing and they're all tricked out with pedestal seats now and and that sort of thing. And so I I envision yeah. a similar boat. I mean, that that's a great way to fish. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then, uh, of course, eating size catfish. We fish right straight over the side of the boat down toward down to the bottom. But I've got rod holders on it too, all the way around. Uh, oh, you do for like when we're drift fishing, you know, for the trophy catfish, you know. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, it's rigged up pretty good. Got a top yeah. on about half of it, you know. Yeah, and a hundred yeah, fifty on fire my... Yamaha. Oh, uh huh. Wow. Wow, well, it it, it yeah. sounds like a great platform and very stable, I'll bet. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a good fishing boat. Yeah, no kidding. So so that brings me into a, another question. You you have two different types of trips that you offer, right? And you call it um, uh, one of the trips an eating-sized catfish um, um, trip, and then another is a trophy uh, catfish trip. Can you explain that's the right, difference? That's right. Yeah, the eating size catfish trip. Uh, that's that's where that's the trip that we mostly do. We do that year round, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, what that is 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 uh, for people that want to fill a box of their ice chest up with catfish and uh, and uh, take them home to to eat, you know, and put uh -huh. them in the freezer. A lot of them do, but uh, yeah, we catch those. Uh, 
lighter tackle mm-hmm. and uh and and then uh the way we catch those is I, when we when we tie off on the hole or anchor out or however we're gonna do it, uh then I'll get the boat stabilized and I'll put down chum. I use two different kinds of chum. Uh-huh. And uh, and then during the, about the first 15 minutes of the trip that it takes for the chum to start taking effect and draw the fish in from uh, 15, 20, 25 feet around, I use that first 15, 20 minutes to show people and tell people how we've been loading the, the ice chest up with eating size catfish for the last uh, almost 39 years. And oh, if they okay. watch how I do it and listen to how I tell them to do it, if they do it right, uh, they'll and the fish are biting good that day. If they're feeding good that day, they'll load their ice chest up. Really? And, wow. Uh, yeah. So and and the and the limit is pretty pretty high, isn't it? That's twenty five a person. Holy mackerel! That's a lot of catfish cat- per person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. So if you brought a party yeah. of four. That's a hundred fish you could bring home. That's right. You bet. Good grief. That's that's amazing, man. So with without giving yeah. us your real secret sauce, if somebody, you know, you were talking to them uh um on the dock and they say, Daryl, how do you how do you how do you catch a catfish? What would you tell them? Well, I, right now I'd tell them you, you if they were fishing on the bank right now, I'd tell them you're not going to do a whole lot probably right there. If they asked me, if they didn't ask me, I wouldn't tell them anything. But right, if right. they asked me about it, I'd tell them you really need to be in the in the warmer weather. Right now, you really need to be out there in the deeper water where they are because they're, they're right. not, uh, in this heat, they're not, much, they're not much in the shallow water right now, you know. Oh, got it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I'd tell them right now, but. And well, the cooler months, you know, you can catch them right up close, you know. Oh, uh-huh. I'll be darned. Yeah. So, so when when you're you're catfishing Lake Conroe, then um, you're you're anchored up when you're fishing for the uh, uh, eating size catfish, right? Well, depending on where we are, sometimes we'll put the anchor out, and uh, uh, and then other times, like in the summertime, right now. Uh, I might go out to one hole uh, early, early in the morning uh, uh-huh. before it starts getting hot and fish there for a little bit. And then when it starts warming up a little bit, then I go to the 1097 bridge. That's a, that's a mile long bridge. Okay. It runs between Willis and Montgomery. And uh, it's, it's uh, real wide. It's like uh, two lanes wide and it's a mile long. Mm-hmm. And I'll tie off under that throw the ropes up under the braces and tie off under that. And my customers are completely out of the hot sun. And I oh, do wow, that really? all summer long. Yeah. Uh, people just, people can't get over how cool it is under that concrete bridge. And if you got a, you got any kind of a little bright, a light breeze blowing at all, it's just about like sitting in an air conditioned room, even in hundred degree weather. It's unreal. No kidding. Well, that sounds very yeah. comfortable. It is very comfortable. And and your and your trips run what is it five hours is that right? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, five yeah. hour trip. And, and then and, if they want to add more time, they can. They can pay twenty dollars a person for each additional hour if they want to stay another hour or two or whatever. You know. Got it. Now, yeah. now in that five uh, hour time, is it is that enough time to catch a limit? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Most of the time, you know, you got what you want and. 
uh, really? way less than five hours. Yeah. Wow. No kidding. No kidding. So, yeah. so tell us about the, the, the uh, trophy trips then. How does that work? Okay. The trophy catfishing trips, I do those, uh, starting in October, if it's cool enough. Uh, okay. You know, you, you never know what time, uh, you know, what time of year or the, or the month, what time of year uh, or the month and, and, uh, what time of October is going to get cool enough, you know, start cooling right. off. It right. Maybe November, but most time I'll, I'll start, if it's cool enough, I'll start those uh, trophy catfishing trips in October. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. And, and in, uh, October, November, they start getting in their fall, uh, pattern, fall winter pattern. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, where they start, they'll start bunching up and, uh, and, uh, start heading towards the deeper water and, and, uh, uh, stacking up in those holes and stuff, in those big deep holes. Yeah. And, uh, now, is that a different type of catfish that you're fishing for then? Well, uh, yeah, most of those, uh, most of those that you catch are, are uh, big trophy blue cats. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, big tr trophy blue catfish. And and, and uh, they can get they, pretty big, can't they? Yeah, they grow up to a hundred pounds, about a hundred pounds hmm. in Lake Conroe. Wow, that's a big and, old uh, fish! Holy smokes! Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good sized fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Do they put up much of a fight? Oh yeah, yeah. You just got to play them down. You know, you got to yeah. let them get tired. It takes sometimes it take twenty, thirty minutes to get one in one of those big ones. You know. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. Yeah. Gosh, what fun that would be! And and do people keep those or do they send them back or what? What? How does that work? Well, not very often. A, a, a real, real big one uh, is going to, people ask me, are they good to eat? Well, the big ones are just, tend to be tough and and uh, and also fatty, you know, and, and oh, wow. to me, they just, they just don't taste good, you know? Right. Uh, now, uh, I remember years ago, people that live on the lake, that lived on the, on the lake, on the water, they would catch a big fish and tie it off to their uh, boat dock and let it swim for several days and work that fat off, you know, on a rope. Mm -hmm. But uh, most people don't live on the lake, you know, that fish with me and, and they'll ask me about it. And I tell them, look, uh, if you want to keep that fish, you can. The state of Texas says you can keep anything, uh, and those blue cats and channel cats, over 12 inches and, and it's you know it's up to you if you want to keep it or not but it's not going to taste real good and uh, uh also those big ones like that those big uh sows they'll lay thousands and thousands of eggs every year so oh. that, that's what keeps our population up you know so if, if people want to keep them they can but most people uh knowing that will take pictures <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> excuse me, they'll take pictures, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a frog in my throat. No worries. <clears> throat> uh, most people will take pictures uh, of the fish and them with the fish and put that fish back to be caught another day and uh, and uh, and to lay, lay thousands and thousands of eggs on the females, you know, and that's uh -huh. what I like to see, but uh, yeah. personally, if I'm fishing for me and I want catfish for the freezer, 
I won't keep anything over about seven pounds. You know, anything mm-hmm. bigger than that, I just don't care about keeping. Mm-hmm. But some people do, and if they want to, it's legal. They're perfectly welcome to keep them. Right, right. And and you fish 12 months out of the year then, huh? Yes, sir, year-round. Wow, wow. Okay, and, and in the Houston area, it uh, stays pretty warm compared to a lot of part of the country, and, and uh, sounds like you... Uh, uh, you can accommodate people no matter when they want to go fish. Oh yeah, yeah. We we uh, you know, your best trophy cat fishing is in the cooler months. That's the reason oh, wow. I just do it in the cooler months. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you can catch them in the summertime. Uh, they're they're you know they're real active and all that. But uh, you know, a lot of people don't want to be out in that. Uh, 100 degree weather out there like mm-hmm. right now it'll just burn you up you know yeah. <laughs> and and you don't you you don't really catch as many of them but uh you know i'll I follow the bait you can catch mm-hmm. those things in, just about any time of year long you follow the, the bait you know the shed uh-huh. cause they're gonna eat and, oh yeah yeah oh that makes sense yeah so uh yeah. I, it, I, w- I would imagine mm-hmm. that uh, you have a lot of of families and and uh, uh, young uh, uh, kids and, and and unexperienced uh, fishermen come on board, as well as your share as oh, yeah. experienced fishermen, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. We take uh, we we take a lot of families out and uh, uh, you know companies out. You know uh, companies do uh, uh, what do they call it. Uh, Teams. Well, like their sales contests or rewards or something like that. No, it's like a, a team building. That's what it is. Oh, team, team building. building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, they do team building trips, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, I take a lot of those out. A lot of families and uh, a lot of companies. You know, a lot of oil companies around here. I take a lot of people from oil companies and oh yeah, different places. You know, yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And then in your part of the country, do you do, they call it jug fishing, don't they? <clears throat> jug fishing, yeah. We can do some jug fishing trips if people request it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Catch a lot of fish jug fishing, and that's in the cooler months, too, if it we is. do that. I don't really advertise that on my website. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but if people, if, if somebody wants to go jug fishing, I'll take them jug fishing. Now, now you now were talking you- about the other, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh no! I was I was just going to ask more about jug fishing. Uh, we I'm sure we have people on the on the on the call uh, or on the podcast that is is not has not heard of jug fishing. What what is that, Daryl? Okay, jug fishing is uh, uh, I make these jugs, uh, and and matter of fact, I sell them, but I don't mm-hmm. ship them anymore. I just I just uh, sell them to local people, but. Uh, it's a, I make the flagging jugs. Okay. And it, the, it's a piece of a half inch PVC pipe, 17 inches long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I put, I put a piece of, uh, about eight inches of, uh, uh closed cell foam on it. And mm-hmm. I put a piece of four inch rebar in it so that it slides up and down. Uh, and then you got a cap on each end. And, right. and that rebar slides up and down the uh, the main shaft, you know, the, the PVC pipe. Right. And and you tie your you tie your line to it, <clears throat> and 
And in the state of Texas, you can have five hooks on each one. Oh, wow, really? On each line. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And I only run three on mine just for safety's sake, but uh, you can have five hooks on each one. And, of course, you can have 100 hooks per person in the water at a time in the state of Texas, too. Really? Uh, no kidding. But, yeah. And, uh, but anyway, uh, we, we bait those up and uh, uh, usually bait them with cut bait or you can mm -hmm. bait them with shrimp or mm -hmm. uh, weenies or just about anything you want to, you know, but really cut bait is the best or shrimp. Yeah. And uh, and then you put them in the water and, and when you put them in the water, you 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 hold hold on to the line so that the, the weight slips down to the, what's going to be the top of the jug. Okay. And you lay it in the water, and it'll lay down flat. And then when a fish pulls on a, uh, uh, on a, on one of the hooks, it'll pull the, the bottom of the jug down, and it'll make that jug stand right straight up in the water and flag at you. That oh, way you know you got a fish on it. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I'll be darned. Yeah, called flagging jugs. But yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. Very interesting, you know. And you 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 set those like what you would do and. In fishing for uh, you know with crab with crab traps you you set them up and then you go do something else and come back and and check them later is that how that works? Well, you can do that or you can just stay with them. You know, mm -hmm. if the fish are if the fish are feeding good, you know it keep you pretty busy. Uh, uh, you know, it keep you pretty busy running them and taking the fish off and rebaiting. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you put out. I'll be darned. Yeah. Gosh, that sounds like fun. Uh -huh. that, and you do yeah, that in yeah. the colder months also, huh? Yeah, and you can catch a lot of fish doing that in all different sizes of fish. I mean, yeah. you can catch a, a trophy catfish on that, you know? Well, you can, really. Uh, just depend, yeah, yeah, just depend on where you put them, you know? Yeah. And you don't just throw them in the water. A lot of people just think, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just throw this jug in the water. Well, if you do that, you know, you might catch a few fish, but... But uh, I put my fish, uh, like whether it's bait fish or uh, and around humps and yeah. humps and stuff like that, you know, and uh, uh -huh. where the fish are. Yeah. And uh, if you do that, you can catch a lot of fish. You can catch some nice fish on them. Oh, I'll be darned. I'll be darned. What, what's the biggest fish you've caught out of Lake Conroe? 50 pounds. My goodness. How long ago was that? Oh gosh, that was probably oh Lord, I don't know, probably six, seven years ago. Really? No kidding. Mm -hmm. Holy smokes, that uh, that was a happy client, or was that you? Yeah, that was me. Oh, it was you? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll be uh, doing. I'll yeah. be doing. Gosh, mm -hmm. that's that's big. That is that is big. So do you get to go yeah. out and, and uh, fish much yourself anymore? Uh, no, uh, used to, I fished with, with, the, with the customers Yeah. and, uh, used to a guy could, could have a, have his box of, uh, on the boat and, uh, and, you know, have his fish that he catches to take home. Well, you right, can't right. do that anymore. It changed the law, you know? Oh, really? If, if we get, yeah. And, uh, used to, I do that, but, but. Now, if a, if a guide fishes, and uh, on Lake Conroe or in Texas, if a guide fishes, 
the fish have to go in the customer's box and and uh, and ah, okay. belong to them. Okay. But, you know, a lot of times when you're doing eating size catfish trips, uh, you don't have time to fish because you're steady running with a net netting the fish up for the customers. And, <laughs> so and, true. Uh, taking so those true. out of their mouths and breaking the pin and putting them in their box on their ice. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you have a way of, mm -hmm. of uh, cleaning the fish for your your uh, uh, your clients um, uh, when, when they get them to the dock? Well, just about all the fish cleaning stations have been going down off of uh, off of Lake Conroe. Oh, okay. Uh, and so uh, we've got a lot of us guides <clears throat> use a guy that I've known for over 30 years, and uh, he cleans the fish for people. Oh, he, okay. He fillets them, and and uh, he charges a dollar a fish uh, with a twenty dollar minimum. And mm -hmm. when he gets through with you, you have uh gallon ziploc bags full of uh uh filleted catfish meat and a clean ice chest so that's what most Perfect. people do if Perfect. they don't know how to clean them or don't have a place to clean them you know they'll right they'll right take them to him gosh yeah. if you got 25 fish that's a bargain man yeah and that's where i take mine by the way i've got a double nice fish cleaning station here at home uh-huh i hadn't cleaned a fish in years because <laughs> I take him to run. It's worth it's worth it to me to give him a dollar a piece to He probably has the electric one. knives and all that other good stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. uses an electric knife and zips right through him, you know. He does it right through. He don't waste any meat. Yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah. Been so, doing it a long time. Yeah. So in in uh in regards to the steadiness of the fishery at Lake Conroe, are there some years that turn out better than others or is it fairly consistent? Or what now? It, in regards to the steadiness of of, uh, of the fishery of Lake Conroe, are there some years where there's more fish than others, or is it is it pretty stabilized? Oh yeah, man. The bottom of Lake Conroe is carpeted with catfish. Oh really? I mean, oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, catfish all over Lake Conroe. I'll be darned. I'll be darned. So yeah. pretty much any time of year, uh, you can go out there and and. Uh, uh, you can catch fish. Oh, yeah. Those catfish eat every day, man. You just got to go out there and get them. <laughs> Love it. And you got to hope one... you're there while they're feeding, you know. Right. And and you you at one time ran more than one boat, didn't you? Yeah, I used to have three pontoon boats at one time. Wow, no kidding. No kidding. That's yeah, a lot of work, man. Business. Yeah. Yeah, well, I had a couple of guys that worked for me that, that I had uh -huh. talked to the catfish the way that I do it, you know, and yeah, uh, going out with them was just like going out with me because they did it the way, just the way I showed, just the way I taught them, you know. Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that is awesome. You used to have a big business, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, I, and it sounds like you're doing things right, man. You, uh, you know, mm -hmm. you've, uh, you've kept the, one of the boats and, and uh, you're, you're still out doing what you love. Well, I ordered a new one. I ordered a brand new one and sold the other three. Oh, you said okay. So, yeah, sold the other three. So yeah, I, uh, yeah, we're 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 doing things right now. We uh, uh, we just had a, a new website built, and uh, mm -hmm. things changed on in the in the last few years about how how websites are ranked and all that kind of stuff, and and uh, I didn't really realize it. 
until recently, and so uh, I just had me a brand new website built, and it's uh, phone friendly and all that stuff. So yeah, hey, we're gonna keep on rolling. There, you, there you go, there you go. Well, it, mm -hmm. it sure sounds like you've got a great setup, um, Daryl. How do people reach you if they want to get on your calendar? Well, <laughs> they can email me at Daryl T at catfishkiller.com. Okay. Or they can call me at 936-788-4413. Terrific. And if you're on the water, um, I know your wife helps you out a little bit with that too, right? Yeah. If, if, if they call me and I'm on the water, more than likely I'll have them call her. Because yep. she's sitting right here at home by my calendar. There you and, go. Uh, of course, I'll give them the information that they want, and then I'll have them uh, call her, and she can put them on the calendar, and and uh, uh, you know have it have it done right right then. There you go. I'll bet I'll bet you Faye's a fisherman too. Uh, what now? I said I bet Faye is a fisherman herself. No, you couldn't drag her out there. Oh, really? Oh, no kidding. <laughs> I tell people all the time when they ask me about that, I tell them we could, we could go home right now and hog tie her and, and put her in the back of the truck and tell her we're going to the boat and to go fishing. <laughs> She'd be gone time we got out, time we got to the marina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. She, she, yeah, she don't care a thing in the world about the water. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well that's cool. That's cool. But <laughs> oh, geez. but she knows my business. You know, from hearing me talk to so many people yeah. for so many years. You yeah. know, she knows exactly yeah. what I tell them and exactly, uh, you know, exactly how to answer their questions if they have any questions that they missed asking me. You know, or they can always call me back if they got another question anytime. Right. Right. Well, very good. Very good. Well, Daryl, we sure appreciate the chance to talk with you today and have you share uh, a little about your background and, and Lake Conroe and all the great opportunities to come out and fish uh, for catfish with you. And uh, we, uh, we wish that you have the, the absolutely the best season ever this year and, and that carries on for many years to come. It sounds like uh, you have uh, um, got that lake figured out, don't you? Well, great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we've been out here a long time, so we know well, where they are. All we got to do is go try to be there when they're, when they're feeding good, you know. People say, there. well, how's the fishing right now? I tell them, well, uh, it, some days are better than others, and that's as truthful as I can be, you know. And uh, That's fishing. Just go and see, you know. See if everything's good tomorrow, whenever you want to go. It's yep. time to go. Yep. So that well, sounds good. Well, Daryl, thank you again and, and tight lines to you. Okay. Thank you. Same to you, Ted. Okay. Have a good one. Okay.